Welcome to the Old Moms Podcast. We're childhood friends on opposite ends of motherhood, inspiring moms of all ages and stages to laugh at life's unexpected, ridiculous, and endearing moments. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good. I'm doing well. We just celebrated Joe's birthday last night. He got a lot of texts and emails during the day with birthday greetings, and one of our favorites was from your little guy seated at the kitchen table telling him happy birthday, Joe, but is memorable because of the CDs that he had stacked in front of him. Yeah, so my niece is 11, and she found out that Patrick is a huge Michael Bolton fan, and I am a huge Kenny G fan. So for Christmas, she raided my parents' basement and found this bin of old CDs and wrapped up for us soul provider and time love and tenderness by michael bolton and the kenny g christmas album as our christmas gifts this year so we had them on the kitchen table and so our little guy started just kind of playing with them because he liked to open and close them and we were like oh we should tell them who this is and so now when he's eating he's like mikey bolton mikey bolton outside because <laughs> on one of the cd covers he's like walking in a park and the other one he's like sitting at a desk so there's mikey bolton inside <laughs> mikey bolton outside and then Kenny G. And so uh, it was just funny because in the video to Joe, I thought, let me have my little guy announce who these guys are because he is so obsessed with them that at night, sometimes when he can't sleep, he's like, <laughs> Mikey Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, wow, okay. So we have let him listen to quite a bit of Michael Bolton now. We're, li we're listening. We're actively listening to Michael Bolton in our lives. He might be the only person that still calls out for Michael Bolton at night, but I'm sure through the decades there have been other people who have had Michael Bolton on the mind as they're drifting oh, off to sleep. I just sure. think it's funny that I know you so well and had no idea that Kenny G was part of your musical repertoire and that Michael Bolton was a big thing for Patrick. I just think it's hilarious. So this is like the to love somebody guy and when he does a when a man loves a woman version, Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so we've actually been showing um, our little guy YouTube videos because that's like at night for like 30 minutes, we lay in the bed together and we watch show or something with him. And so we started just doing like YouTube videos. And so <laughs> it's hilarious because he's obsessed with Georgia on my mind. And so of course, I'm like, you have to show him the Ray Charles version too. Like I demand <laughs> that he not only know the Michael Bolton version. But anyway, yes. I keep thinking of, you know, him being in preschool and the teacher being like, we're going to sing a song. And he's like, if you don't mind, I'd like to sing something. And just, you know, busting out time, love and tenderness. And the teacher saying like, we had an incident today. And I'm like, what happened? And it's that my kid is singing Michael Bolton. Reminds me of a school that I used to work in when I was in college. And we were sitting around myself and the teachers in the classroom with these preschoolers. And they were each standing up and sharing a song for their show and tell. And you can imagine what three and four year olds would sing. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Old MacDonald had a farm. Nursery rhyme type songs. This kid gets up there. He kind of sets his feet, closes his eyes, and starts singing. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> it was so 
funny. I mean, he's saying it just like a preschooler, but it was unbelievable. We were like, whoa, where did that come from? And the other kids were just staring at him with their mouths open like, what music is that? That is so funny. Well, yeah, it speaks to whatever you play in your house for your kids. They'll enjoy it and love it. Oh, for sure. We, um, when our boys were little, always played what I call real music. We weren't huge into kid music with the exception of Lori Berkner. Do you know Lori Berkner? You shared her with me. I hadn't heard of her before you. She's great. She's so happy and playful and colorful. Oh, I love her bouncing curls. And she has just fun songs that I feel like encourage big movement and kind of you can enjoy together as you follow along with what the lyrics instruct. So we liked her and watched her videos. But otherwise, we played all the music that we enjoyed, just like you guys are doing. Yes, we are interesting in our musical choices. My husband had a mullet and a battle axe earring. Oh! um, Yes, and loved Megadeth, Metallica, still does, and then also loved Michael Bolton. And he even told me of a time that he and one of his middle school friends got into like an argument in his bedroom and his friend got mad and just took his Michael Bolton tape and broke it in half as like, yeah, man, (laughs) you know, like. Oh my God. Yeah. Like a cassette? (laughs) Like a cassette. Yeah. Well, Michael Bolton has a good voice. I mean, I feel like he's a good singer. It's just he's kind of funny because of his iconic hair that is probably still like that. And I think when people kind of stick with their original genre and vibe and look and they don't kind of evolve with the times, they just become a little bit cliche or they just become a joke in some ways. Yeah, and I'm here to say, like, truly, our kids learn to love and hate from us parents. You know what I mean? Like, he is in love with Michael Bolton right now. It's because we've shown him that we love Michael Bolton. So he, I I can't even explain how hilarious it is to me, though. And then his other obsession is Josh Groban. So it's almost like he likes these, like, guys who sing ballads. Like, I mean, he does love Frank Sinatra. But he, the other day, he wanted me to put on Josh Groban. And I told him, like, we only do our video time at night. Like, we try not to turn the TV on during the day. And he was getting kind of, like, in the terrible twosie, like, pulling on my shirt, screaming for Josh Groban, and I did say, Josh Groban does not like that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And he just was like, oh, uh, oh. Do you ever turn it on just as a song in the background? I mean, we just play music. No, we have done that. But now that he's seen the video, he'll be like, Josh Groban's eyes, Josh Groban's hair. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will say he gets from me because when I was in middle school, I spent, not exaggerating, six hours recording Yanni live at the Acropolis on PBS. And I had to sit there. You know how PBS is where it's like, you know, they play one song and then it's It's like, join us at the $40 level and you can get this tote bag. And so I sat there and paused the VCR, you know, so when I watched it back, it was just a seamless concert. I spent all this time recording it because I was super into the band scene super musical and my dad taped over it taped a made for tv movie about john Gotti that i found when i went to watch my and i said i hope this is a show you're gonna watch multiple times like i would have watched yanni multiple times and he said not really it wasn't really that good i don't even know why i recorded it (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. I know. So he gets my obsession with flowing hair from Yanni, apparently. If you don't know who Yanni is, amazing Greek musician. You need to introduce him to Michael Buble. He already knows Buble too, yeah. Okay, all right. I should have figured. Since you mentioned Kenny G, I have a funny story about his music. We were, I'm assuming, in an elevator in a doctor's office listening to kind of some background music. And one of my big guys was feeling like it was familiar, knew he had heard something like that before. And then he said, oh, mom, this music reminds me of when I'm standing in the model aisle at Hobby Lobby trying to pick out which model I'm going to get. And I'm totally stressing out because you're saying we're going to leave in five minutes. And we were laughing so hard. That <laughs> background uh, hobby store music. It was so funny. He's so cute. Both your boys are so cute, but I could totally picture who said that. I think he's just so talented. I think anyone, I remember being teased for being in band and I, I think I handled it pretty well, but like now I wish I would have said, oh, you're making fun of me because I can read music and play an instrument. How ridiculous are you to make fun of someone who enjoys music and has a talent for it? So I, I was in the band and I was boy crazy during my band days and I can remember playing my clarinet and realizing, first of all, that I was last chair. Like I didn't realize there was like a hierarchy in the instrument arena as well as life in general. <laughs> the person who was first chair had beautiful flowing red hair. She was a genius, intelligent, beautiful, funny, talented, everything. Uh, we were playing the theme song to MASH and her job was to get up at the beginning of the song and like go up to the keyboard and hit the key that did the helicopter sound. So it was like... And then we all kicked in with... Right? And so I was like, how do you get that job? How do you get the job to go up and push the keyboard? And then someone told me, well, that's because she's first chair. And I said, what do you mean she's first chair? And then I looked and it was her and then 12 other people and then me. So I put it together <laughs> that I was doing my best, but, you know, still not achieving the top rank. But there were two cute guys who were on the other side. And one played the trombone. Hello. And one played the saxophone. And mm. my dad could could never come to my performances, but he came to one and we were playing Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love the Beach Boys. You know, I'm up on the stage and you're like in a semicircle. And I, for some reason, had this fantasy of, oh my gosh, someday me and one of these guys are going to be on Kokomo. I think it's a real place. We're going to go there. I was just infatuated with them. And at the end of the concert, my dad's like, it looked like you weren't even playing for some of those songs. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. I was <laughs> completely lost in the moment. I have a friend that lives legitimately thought the lyrics to this song were give me the beach boys and free my soul oh yeah she sang the beach boys for sure and she i think we had a huge discussion once where there were like 10 people in a room and we all said no it's give me the beat boys like you would start the drums and you kind of set the beat for the song and we all were trying to explain it and she was <laughs> not having it she knew it was beach boys it was so funny okay clarinet was not the first instrument you played i happen to know no it wasn't well we just got a piano in our house because patrick plays the piano and the guitar and we have a couple toy pianos and our little guys showing a lot of interest and so we said you know we would love to have a piano and my mom was just saying oh when you guys were little we so wanted to get a piano but we couldn't afford it so instead we bought an accordion and got you guys accordion lessons and so it's I didn't realize same. that it is the same it's the yeah. same I mean it's it's the same except you get ridiculed totally different the accordion. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> but totally different yeah so my sister who's a year older than I we both were given these small like child size 
accordions to play on. And I was a mess. I would shake my head up and down, like nodding yes with every note I played. So you can just kind of imagine my head bobbing in and out. And with everything in life, because she was one year older than me, everything we did, she excelled in. And I remember every teacher, like gymnastics, being like, well, uh, one of your daughters is over there doing backflips on the balance beam. And then Gina is on the floor with the junior group trying to do a somersault still. (laughs) (laughs) So accordion was no different. My sister went on to win state championship with the accordion, and I was encouraged to be her roadie and carry around her (laughs) music stand. I wish that we had a YouTube channel just for this episode so people could see you bobbing your head forward on every note. Yes. I just I would love for people to be able to see that. I'm going to see if mm-hmm. I can find some footage of it. If there's video, I would love to see it. So what about you? Did you play any instruments? I know you had a piano. I remember sitting on your piano bench in your living room. We had a piano, which we actually had in our house for our boys up until just a few weeks ago. We sent it over to my brother's house so his daughters could have some time with it. So, oh, um, great. That's so cool. Yeah. So right as we got rid of our piano, you brought one in. We had a piano. My mom growing up always wished she had had piano lessons or could have had piano lessons. And I'm sure that she had friends that had families with more resources that got to take lessons. And it was always just kind of like this amazing opportunity that she didn't get to have in her mind. So we weren't really given a choice about taking piano lessons, nor was it considered that we didn't have natural music inclinations at all. Right. (laughs) So, which I understand that she was coming from the perspective of, we want to provide this for you because we can, and it's a gift, and it is, and I do feel like it's important to know how reading music works, even if it's not easy for you to get good at it. I mean, there's a lot of, there were a lot of good things about it, and certainly our kids loved playing around on the piano. My piano career was about two years long, and it Mm. ended with my first recital after we had moved to Colorado. This piano teacher held recitals in her house. They moved their living room furniture out of the way and lined up chairs. And I was so anxious about playing two extremely short songs. I mean, I don't even know if the songs were a minute long, that both of mine were duets with the teacher. So we sat together on the piano bench and I just, I wasn't good at it. And I just was so worried about doing it in front of the group. I still don't like being in front of a big crowd. I'm sitting on this bench with the piano teacher and we start to play and we may have played one song. I don't even know if we got through one song, but during one of the songs, I made a mistake and was mortified at the mistake because everybody heard it and knew that I couldn't play it. And this is the same kind of thing you had, you were describing where I was with kids that were much younger than me because my skills just didn't progress at a normal level. It's not a matter of being a perfectionist and not happy that I didn't do it perfectly. It was that I was embarrassed that I was so much older and taller and still couldn't play as well as these kids. So I got up from the bench and ran to her half bath and closed the door and sat in there crying and upset. My parents sat through the rest of the kids playing, assuming I was going to come back and either sit with them or get back in line and play another song. So I was in there for quite a while. And then they came at the end and they had their coats and my coat and we left. Oh, I don't think I knew it was so traumatic. I'm sorry. So after that day, I didn't have to take piano lessons anymore. Piano is great. Learning music is great. My husband can play all these instruments because he had piano lessons. Like he really can transfer that knowledge to other instruments. It's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. It's a foundation. And people always say that 
that. And it is so true. That has been the case, certainly, for one of our guys who started with piano and now is more into guitar. But it was definitely valuable that he had all those years of piano lessons that he really enjoyed under his belt. Have you ever heard of a thumb piano? No. We found out that a library near us allows you to check out instruments. And a lot of them are different instruments from other countries. But you can bring them home for two weeks. And it's full, huge instrument cases. But one of the times we went to pick out instruments just for exposure and fun, one of our the instruments our guys picked out was this little thumb piano. And it was made out of a gourd. It's from an African country that I can't remember. It had little metal curved pieces on it that were just kind of flat. And you, it kind of made a plink sound. And it oh, had wow. maybe like 10 or 12 little spots, maybe not even that many. They figured out on the way home from the library, this is a library in a neighboring city that's much bigger than the one where we are. They figured out on the way home how to play Here Comes the Sun. Here comes the sun. Not any more of the song. So we're driving back from the library and 487 times I hear this plink, 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 plink. Plink, 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 plink. I mean, at the end of two weeks of that in our house, they were probably about six. It was all they played over and over. And Joe was like, you better hide that. Hide it (laughs) on Friday because we're not listening to it all weekend. (laughs) But it was so funny how they were amazed that they could do it. It sounded like a real song. They were just into it. It, They didn't even bother each other playing it over and over again, you know. But I would be in the front seat going, do-do-do-do-do. Like, just can we just do the next part? Can we just get all the way through that phrase if we just (laughs) maintain? mom's sanity by not just dropping it every time and here comes the sun. It was so funny. So we always laugh at that memory. And we got an auto harp from there. All kinds of fun instruments we were able to bring home. That's such a cool idea. Well, because my husband plays the piano and the guitar, we have like toy piano, toy guitar for our little guy. And so I was saying, oh man, we need to get a toy clarinet (laughs) because that's my instrument, which we have like a little band space in our basement where my husband's instruments are. And like occasionally, you know, it's got like all these guitars hanging up and like posters of Metallica and all this like cool hardcore stuff and then like I put my clarinet in there and um he's like doesn't really go with the theme and I was like back off because when I was a kid in middle school I played the clarinet for three years I used to beg my parents to take me to Wells Music on Broadway because they would sell sheet music for whatever was a popular song at that time for any instrument so I used to play Van Halen on my clarinet I would be like so anybody want to hear jump let me just wet my reed come on everybody Get in here. That's awesome. I didn't know you were that good. Sarah, I was pretty good. By eighth grade, we were playing like full on. We played Kokomo. Jeez. That's right. um, right. (laughs) So yeah, but for Christmas, then my husband bought a little, it's actually the Hungry Caterpillar, not a flute. It's like a recorder. And I'm regretting that I made a whole stink about the fact that he didn't have a a clarinet like instrument Mm. toy to play with Mm -hmm. because it's not Mm -hmm. quite the same thing as like cute plucking on a guitar or like pling, pling, pling on a piano. It's blowing into this recorder, so. Oh my gosh, well, we have recorders over here. When the boys were maybe second, third, fourth grade, maybe all three of those years, they did recorder karate, which was a super cute program through school. Oh, where yes, Have you of heard of it? Where they yeah, earn the little that. different belts, which is just like a little thread or yarn tied around the bottom, and then you have all the different colors on it. I think it's a great way to teach it, and they loved doing the recorder. We still have recorders. They can play the recorder through their noses. They can 
play two at once, one with each nostril. Whoa. Uh, we have really upped our game over here with the recorders. So I just hang on to that, Hungry Caterpillar, because it is going to come back and you will hear rockin' hot cross buns for years to come. Oh, yeah. I will. I will do that. That's a good idea to hang on to it. So do you ever sing around the house? So I know you're playing these ballads, these love ballads by these suave debonair gentlemen. Oh, yeah, all the time. And I know we both do it where we sing song in general, everything that we're doing. Like we kind of narrate our lives like we're in a musical, especially now with these microphones. I feel like our time is coming soon where we will be singing our story to the world. But um, yeah, I love singing. I love singing. And we sang a ton of Christmas songs. I feel like this year was the first year he was just two. So we sang a ton of Christmas songs. So now we're obsessed. He's obsessed with Feliz Navidad. Actually, there's a 50th anniversary video on YouTube of Feliz Navidad. And it has, it's like medley of mostly famous Latin singers, but Michael Bolton's in there. And it's... What? Yeah, it's totally random. He does have short hair now. I I felt bad crushing your whole theory that oh. he kept his hair long. But um, it is hilarious because it's all these amazing, talented Latino artists. Lin-Manuel Miranda sings in it. It's just awesome. It's really cool, but there's a scene, you know, they're all singing parts of the song. And then out of nowhere, Michael Bolton's like, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And our little guy is like, Mikey Bolton. Like, we were oh. Expecting that reaction. I'm just so happy because I, my undergrad is in Spanish. I love Spanish music, Spanish language music. I love it. So I'm so excited that that was his little introduction to it. But of course, out of like 30 artists who are on this song, the one that he's most excited about is Michael Bolton. So we're working on exposing him to some other stuff. But yeah, and I know you sing and you and Joe love music. So I bet there's constantly music in your house. We do love music. And Joe's really good about remembering to put it on when we're cooking or just hanging out. He thinks about it more often than I do. But one of my guys was at a lesson the other day and his instructor had some music going in the background. And and when he came home, he said, Mom, there were all these songs that I was totally familiar with because you used to sing them to us. And I thought, which songs is he talking about? Because I do, like you said, kind of sing, narrate my life. If I'm having a computer crisis or something like that, you know, I can, the boys will know to take three steps back if I'm like, this is never gonna work. This is how I fail it. You know, something like that. <laughs> But anyway, I said, what songs are you talking about? And he said, well, it was this Spotify playlist and it was some kind of disco hits was the name of the list. And it turned out it was from me repeatedly when they were little singing, get your booty on the floor tonight, make my day. I would just sing that. I would just, I mean, I'm just kind of a happy person. That's my default state. And so I would sing that a lot. And I would sing like, get your booty in the van right now, make my day. You know, like if I really needed to be able to get there. <laughs> get themselves going and hop in the van and I would always sing shake your groove thing shake your groove thing yeah yeah and so but all these songs came on and I have only now that I'm saying this I feel really bad about the here comes the sun because the, all I know and have memorized from those songs pretty much unless they're on and I'm singing with it is those lines so maybe that's where they get that from I should do a little turn my mirror around on myself for that but anyway <laughs> um, I would sing songs like that and then I have always kind of tried to use music or even poetry 
but I guess the poetry of lyrics to help us out with things. So I remember when they were starting kindergarten and they were worried about being away from me all day and not knowing other people that were there. I changed the lyrics to the Miley Cyrus song about partying in the USA. Party in the USA. Oh, yeah. Because it has some good things in it that were relevant. I felt like that worked for the feelings you have when you're starting school. So my tummy's turning and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. So we would sing that part. I can't remember what all I changed the rest of it to. I wish I had written it down. But then we would say, I was trying to encourage them also to, you know, advocate for themselves or speak up or raise their hand about things. So we would sing, so I put my hand up. They're playing my song or something like, so I put my hands up. I know that one. We would just sing it and we just changed the lyrics to it. And then the big message of it was, what do butterflies do? They fly away. So even though you have butterflies in your tummy, when I drop you off, and even if that's every day, or even if that's a week before school starts, because you're not familiar with your teacher and your classmates yet, that's okay. So fine for the butterflies to be there. They'll fly away. And I swear to you, Miley Cyrus helped us transition into kindergarten. Oh, I could totally try- hear their sweet voices doing that. I know. I'll try to figure out what exactly the words were, but it was just a fun way and a memorable way to address feelings that they were having. And kids thrive so much on repetition, especially repetition of things that are comforting and reinforcing and address, you know, negative feelings that they have. Kids like to read the same book over and over again. Kids like to watch the same Michael Bolton video over and over again, for instance. (laughs) This was an easy way for me to sing. I didn't want to always bring up the conversation. I wasn't going to always say. So remember how you're worried about kindergarten. I was thinking, you know, like it does, they're too young for a lecture. It doesn't need to be a big conversation all the time, but I could just be singing about how butterflies fly away and how you could still feel comfortable raising your hand, even if you've got butterflies in your stomach and how everybody might feel homesick. And, you know, your tummy turning is just a human feeling and reaction to unfamiliar situations and stress. So it, we had a lot to talk about. It's just, it's so funny that, that we were able to do that, but we did use it in that way and it was genuinely helpful. I particularly love that when you sing, you have such a Kentucky accent accent. I don't think you realize it. It's so cute. (laughs) Oh, that is so funny because in my head, truly, honestly, I sound exactly like the artist I'm singing. (laughs) Believe me. I'm not even saying that as a joke. I say to the boys all the time, in my head, I hear it as exactly the person who sings the song on the radio. It sounds the same. And they repeatedly tell me, actually, when I came down here tonight and they said, what are you talking about with Gina tonight? And I said, music. One of them said, are you going to tell them that your tone deaf. (laughs) Which is the first time anybody's ever told me I was tone deaf. And I said, I am not. And both of them in unison said, yes, you are. So they are going to be mortified by hearing me sing on here. But I don't hold back. I have No. Music is beautiful. And I think it's a good lesson. We sing that Sesame Street song, Sing a Song, all the time. And the best... Oh, yeah. That's our favorite. And there's a, a version in Spanish that we've been singing too, which is so beautiful. Our favorite part of it is, don't worry if it's not good enough for anyone else to hear. Just sing, sing a song. We say it all the time, and I truly believe that. I love you even more when I hear you singing, okay? Just know that. Well, I feel the same way. I know that our kids have been influenced by our musical interests over the years, even if just for the sheer exposure to a lot of different types of music and different genres, and I think it's healthy for them to know what we like and see us unabashedly support the artists that we feel good listening to, that we enjoy listening to, and then they are free to 
do the same for who they are into. We had another funny thing that I was going to tell you. When the boys were in maybe third or fourth grade, one of them was in his room cleaning up. So he had ACDC music playing. The other one is in his bedroom doing math homework. He calls me over and I assume I'm going to help him with the problem or check to see if he got something right. We hear highway to hell in the background. I'm on the highway to hell. And this guy's like, mom, I kind of feel like I'm on the highway. Do you know what I mean? That is hilarious. It was so funny, but I thought, yes, music is expressing everything that you feel related to math on a weekly basis. It's okay to feel like that. Isn't it nice to have the words? You know, we're not going to say at school to your teacher that you feel like... You are on the highway to math hell, but, you know, good connection. Good connection. Yeah. Feel it, man. Just, yeah. I'm going to put those two videos, my Feliz Navidad 50th anniversary and the sing a song in English and Spanish to my favorites on our Facebook page. And then please, listeners, you let us know in the comments section about your favorite artist or your favorite song or what your kids are really loving right now, because music is just the best. Oh, it's so fun to discuss music because there's everybody has something to contribute to the conversation. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, and please share the show with your family and friends. We want everybody to have a good laugh each week. Bye, Gina. Bye, Sarah. <laughs>